0: Thank you for listening to the podcast of John Thiel Maasbach. We hope it inspires you and pray this message will bless you. Hello, my friend. I'm so very glad that I can continue today on a subject that is so near to my heart. It is a loving invitation to all. If you're God's child, maybe this is for you today because maybe you are God's child, but somehow you have lost that joy of your salvation, you have lost that intimacy with Christ, that intimacy with the Father through the Holy Spirit. Somehow you have lost that peace that only Jesus can give. Oh, you are still following the commandments of the Lord, but somehow you have lost your place. You have lost that heavenly life here on earth. And you're thinking to yourself, where is that blessing that I once had, that I once knew that I received when Christ came and made all things new. Oh, I want to have it again. I want to return to that place. I described it in my last broadcast as a song that somebody received, but it was lost. They could not remember it. They could not play it again. They could not bring back those wonderful chords, those wonderful tunes, those wonderful lyrics that they once had received through the Holy Spirit. We talked about very important steps that we can take. Number one, we need to know and we need to accept that God will bid us a very warm, warm welcome if we will return to him. Number two, we need to seek that which is an obstacle between us and our Lord. And we need to confess it, not just a general confession as sometimes we do and sometimes that is well, but we need to confess certain specific things that have become an obstacle between us and God, which is in the way of our relationship. Number three, we need to believe in God's immediate and direct forgiveness. How long does it take before you forgive your child that comes to you and confesses his sin to you? In one moment, I tell you, I have three sons and I remember, oh, sometimes maybe they did something that was not right and they came and you could see, oh, there is something that they are ashamed of. There is something that is an obstacle for them to draw near, but yet they come and they look down and maybe with tears in their eyes, they say, Papa, sorry, I did something. Oh, Papa, I did this. You already forgave them before they asked you, but it's good for them to confess it. And once they have confessed it, you embrace them, you kiss them, and you say, it's well, it's okay, it's good you did this, it's good that you confessed it, that you realized it's wrong what you did, but now that you have confessed it, it's gone, it's finished, it is no longer an obstacle to draw near to Papa. It says, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. First John chapter one, verse nine, it says, he is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and will purify us from all unrighteousness. We need to believe it, my friend, that he will forgive us and he will purify us. Believe it and believe that it is direct. So many times we pray for forgiveness, but yet after an hour already, we start to question, is it really gone? Is it really forgiven? And maybe the next day again, we feel, oh, is it still there? Has God taken it away? Oh, brother John, I asked it. I prayed it to the Lord, but I don't feel it. Don't live according to your feelings. Your feelings will lie to you and the devil will make use of your feelings. And he will accuse you and remind you of that which was wrong, to hold you in captivity. But praise God, he has no right to do it. It has been forgiven, it has been washed away in one instant, in one moment. Oh, I tell you, one drop of the blood of Jesus can cleanse a lifetime of sin in one instant, in one moment, and make you brand new. And the Bible says, He throws all those sins in the sea of forgetfulness, and he never thinks of them again. Oh, hallelujah, my dear friend. Before the prodigal son could finish his speech to the father, his father had forgiven him. His father had embraced him. Believe it today. The scepter of God's grace and mercy and love of his royal forgiveness has been stretched out to us, and we can touch it. Oh, if you have touched it today, if you will touch it today, then believe it, that immediately, at that very instant, the moment that you touch him, and his grace and his love, you have been forgiven, you have been cleansed, and everything is brand new, hallelujah, and you have been accepted by the Father. God hates sin but he loves the sinner, and the Bible is full of proof of that. And Jesus, his whole life, his whole message is proof of that. And he knows the Father. Hallelujah. Well, another important point is that we will put away the motivation or the reason that we sin. We need to, to break with that which brings us into sin. I believe the true sign of repentance, of remorse, that we are really sorry for our sins shows itself when we put away the motivation or the reason that we sin because we don't want to sin again. We don't want to offend God again. We don't want a obstacle to come between us again. We don't want anything to ruin our relationship, to ruin our fellowship with God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. And so we give away that very thing. We put away that very thing that puts us in that place, in that awful position where we have something between us and God. We don't want that anymore. Oh, we feel bad that we have sinned and we have asked forgiveness and we have repented and we are remorseful. But now we say, Lord, don't let me come in that position again. Help me, O Holy Spirit. What is bringing me in that position and help me to put that aside? Let me just give a few examples. Maybe it is a wrong friendship that puts you in that position, and it's time to break with that friendship. What is more important to you, that friendship with man or your friendship with God? I remember when I was small, once my mama said to me, John, I don't want you to play with so-and-so anymore. And I said, Mama, why? She said, because when you get together, you do things that you wouldn't do when you were alone. You you say things that you wouldn't say when you are alone. You you change. Something comes over you. She was not blaming that other person, but she said the combination is not good for you. That combination is bringing you in places where you shouldn't be. It's making you say and do things that you shouldn't say and do. And so for you, it's better to break with that friendship because it will give you a better life. And I found this to be true. Some combinations, I don't have to say anything bad or blame the other party, but some combinations are just not right. And if you don't want to come in that position where you sin again, if you don't want to come in that position where there is an obstacle between you and the Father, if you don't want to come in that position of shame and of guilt again, there are things that you maybe need to put out of your life. And maybe it's a friendship with a certain woman, with a certain man, and when you get together, you start to talk about the church in a negative way, and God doesn't like it, and it is something that's an obstacle. You start to talk about the pastor in a negative way, and God is not pleased by it, and you start to do things with each other that you shouldn't do together, and God is not pleased with those things, and it becomes an obstacle, and if you don't want that obstacle to be there again, you need to break with that friendship. Oh, maybe it's some kind of amusement. There are things that are good for one, but bad for another. Maybe there is some kind of amusement that is bringing you into places in your life that is ruining your relationship with God the Father. And so maybe you need to break with that kind of amusement in your life. There's some amusement that we know is sinful and is bad but there's some amusement by itself. It's not a sin, but maybe for you, it's a sin because it brings you in a certain position and place where you bring forth sin because of that amusement. Well, maybe it's things that give you financial profit. Oh, it's better to have a dry piece of bread and enjoy the bread of life daily than have a whole table spread before you, but missing and lacking the bread of life in your life. Oh, it's better to give up that thing, that business or that thing that is giving you financial profit, if it has come between you and your heavenly father. Maybe it's a kind of study or career or a book, or I don't know what it is, my dear friend, but there is something there in your life that has become an obstacle. Maybe by itself, it's not an evil thing, but the fruit it produces is a sin That becomes an obstacle, and maybe it's something that other people would say, oh, what are you talking about? That's not an evil thing. God would not want you to give that up. Why would that be a problem? Yes, maybe for them, but for you, it's a problem. For you, it's something that you cannot digest. It's just like food. You know, we cannot all eat the same kinds of food. Some people, when we eat the same thing, they enjoy it, and for you, it gives a whole tummy ache the whole night. So for you, it's better not to eat it because you can't digest it. That doesn't mean you have to condemn them or that you have to tell them that they cannot eat it also. But for you, for you, it's something that you should not do. And so there can be something in your life. or oh, maybe it's something that you feel. Oh, John, oh God, it's something that I can never break with. Well, remember what God says in Exodus 8 verse 1. It says, then the Lord said to Moses, go to Pharaoh and say to him, this is what the Lord says, let my people go so that they may worship me. Listen to what it says. God says, go to Pharaoh and say, this is what the Lord says. Maybe you have been trying to break with that habit or break with that thing that brings you into sin, but you could not break it and you don't know how to get out of it, and you will not have success in this. But listen to what this says. It doesn't say Moses said it. It says Moses was only a mouthpiece, but the words came from God, and he said, let my people go. And maybe this is the very thing that needs to happen in your life. That it's not you who say, oh, Lord, I want to break with this. Oh, devil, go away. Oh, devil, stop doing this. Oh, and then speak to yourself. Oh, don't do this anymore. It's time that the word of God comes. It's time that the word of God comes in your life and speaks to that very thing that is holding you in captivity. And it's the Lord who says, let my son go. Let my daughter go that they may worship him and he will break that yoke of the devil, of Pharaoh upon your life. Well, another very important thing is if it's necessary, oh, make that public step. It's good to ask forgiveness to God the Father, but sometimes, some things, it's not enough. It's not enough only to go to your heavenly Father. Sometimes you need to make it right with your fellow man, with your neighbor, with your family member, with your boss or your co-worker or the other students in your class, maybe there is something that you did and you were wrong. And it's an obstacle, not only in your relationship with each other, but in your relationship with the father, because it's something that is not right and something that needs to be put away. And maybe you have pleaded with God many times, Lord, forgive me for this. Lord, forgive me for what I said to my pastor, for what I did to my brother, for what I did to my sister in church. But you know, It might not be enough to just keep confessing it to God. God has forgiven you, but still, he wants you to make it right. And you need to reimburse them for what you have stolen from them. Maybe you need to give them something extra for the misery you have caused them, and you need to compensate them. The Levitical law says you need to give them one-fifth extra, and sometimes you need to give them something extra and give restitution for what you have stolen. And I'm not just talking about money. Maybe you have stolen their joy. Maybe you have stolen other things in their life and you need to make it right. Oh, my friend, don't just confess it to the Lord, but be courageous. And if there's no other way, then uh, send a letter or an email or or call them. But if possible, make it right. Oh, make it right with your fellow man. And then I want to ask you, Give your whole heart to the Lord. Give your whole heart to the Lord. You need to make it right with God. That's all important. But you also need to give him your whole heart, not partly, but your whole heart. And I want to ask you, give it now. I'm speaking to all those that maybe once knew the Lord, but somehow you have lost that heavenly joy. You have lost that wonderful presence. You have lost that joy that was like a fountain flowing out of your heart, flowing out of your mind. Oh, it was a wonderful river of peace. You had such light coming out of your eyes. There was such love coming out of your mouth in how you were speaking. Oh, wonderful times of revival in your life when all things were made brand new. But now somehow you have lost that song. You have lost that place in your relationship with God, in the presence of the Almighty One. And maybe you think it will never come back again. But today, give him your whole heart. Give it again. Maybe you have done it many times. Well, don't hesitate to do it again today and say, oh, God, come into my heart. I ask you, oh, I want to be yours. And I ask you, come and dwell with your presence In me, let my heart be your place of habitation. I want my body to be the temple of the Holy Spirit. And maybe you feel you're unworthy and maybe the devil comes against you and say, who are you to give yourself to him? Do you really think he's waiting for you? Yes. Hallelujah. He is waiting for you with open arms. Maybe you say, but I just can't, John. I've said it before. I've tried it before, but I cannot give in my heart. Oh, that I want to ask you, just pray this and say, Lord, oh, you know the longing in my heart. You know the longing I have to give you my heart, but I just can't seem to give it to you. But you know the longing I have that I would be yours, not partly, but wholly yours. And so I ask you this day, Take my heart, Lord, take my life, Lord, take me and make me yours completely and holy. I want you, and you know, the Lord, he can keep you from stumbling. I want you to trust God that he will hold on to you and he will hold on to you in the future. It says to him who is able to keep you from stumbling and to present you before his glorious presence without fault. And with great joy, to the only God, our Savior, be glory, majesty, power, and authority through Jesus Christ, our Lord, before all ages, now and forevermore. Amen. That's in Jude 1, verse 24 and 25, but also in closing, Psalm 91, verse 11 and 14 up to 16. It says, for he will command his angels concerning you to guard you in all your ways, because he loves me, says the Lord. I will rescue him. I will protect him, for he acknowledges my name. He will call on me, and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. With long life, I will satisfy him and show him my salvation." Oh, what a wonderful verse to close this message today. And to give this warm invitation to you, whoever you are, if you're a prodigal son or daughter, or maybe someone who had never yet experienced the presence of God in your life today, give your heart to him and trust him that he will hold on to you and that he has a glorious future for you. Oh, Open yourself right now. And as I pray, I just want to ask you to pray with me and to believe that God is hearing your prayer and he is answering your prayer. He is forgiving you right now instantaneously of all that is a blockage or an obstacle between you and him. And he is flowing into you with his peace, with his joy, renewing all things, making all things brand new, bringing you back into his presence, into intimacy with him. He's bringing you back in that wonderful heavenly life here on earth, and he has given you eternal life with him. Oh, heavenly father, I come to you right now with all those that are listening. All oh, their heart is burning within them. Oh, they love you. Oh, they want you. Oh, Heavenly Father, they want that life that only you can give. The world cannot satisfy. The world cannot compensate and give this. Oh, the world has nothing to offer. The devil only condemns and bring down. Oh, he is the thief that steals and that destroys. But you, Jesus, have come to bring a life and to bring it abundantly. We want Jesus. We want the life of Jesus. We want the presence of Jesus, the peace of Jesus, the joy of Jesus, oh, Father, flow into our life this day. Give it to us once again, oh, especially those that once knew it in their life, that once experienced this joy, this peace, that once lived in that heavenly life here on earth, but have lost it like that woman who had lost that song. But today, let that tune sound in their ears again. Let that song be sung in their days of uh, today and their future days again. Bring back that song of joy. Bring back that song of life. Bring back that song of peace, that song of your presence. Oh, let the Holy Spirit come over them right now as they listen to this prayer. And as they lift up their hands to you, fill them afresh. Oh, renew them by the power of the Holy Spirit. Let the blood of Jesus cleanse them completely and wholly, every part of their being. Oh, and let every goodness from your throne flow into their life right now. Let it flow like a mighty river. Let it flow in abundance. Let that rain come upon them. Oh, that fresh, refreshing rain of your Spirit, of your presence. Oh Lord, I thank you, you will fill them with the Holy Spirit now, that they can speak in new tongues now, that they can enjoy the love that is being poured out upon them right now, that they feel your arms around them wherever they are right now. And that you say, my son, my daughter, all is well, all is well. I have been waiting for you. And today you have come back to that place and we will never depart from each other again. Oh, that presence is yours. I am yours. You are mine. Hallelujah. The Lord says. Oh, he has forgiven you. Believe it. Accept it by faith. The devil is a liar. Don't listen to his accusations anymore. You have been set free. The yoke has been broken over your life. And now you can enjoy the fellowship of the Lord. Oh, you can come back into that first love. You can come back into that position as a child of God, as a priest before him. You can come back today, and you will never have to depart this place anymore, and nothing will be an obstacle between you and your heavenly Father anymore because Jesus has taken it away. Hallelujah. Enjoy it, my friend. Enjoy the healing. Enjoy the restoration. Enjoy every goodness of the Lord, every promise right now. In Jesus' mighty name, amen and amen. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Do you wish to listen to more messages? Go to themessagestation.com. Also visit us at maasbach.com.